To grow your business and before you can execute any great sales process, you have to get leads first. Jesse Stoddard helps companies like yours get more clients, customers, and patients while increasing profits 24 hours per day. Hey guys, it's Jesse Stoddard. I wanted to do a quick presentation about internet leads, how to grow your business using online lead generation. There's a lot of confusion and misinformation out there, and I want to clear up a few things about it. And I think this brief presentation will give you a new perspective and help you to do better with them to make more money. So first of all, uh, I'm going to cover why bother getting internet leads to begin with and how we get them, where they come from and who they are, how to think about them properly, how to work them, and how to maximize them to grow your business. So there's a lot of different ways of looking at a sales or marketing funnel. And the process is relatively similar uh, no matter which way you look at it. The purchasing funnel begins with awareness, then interest, then desire, then action. You've probably seen this before. And the idea is that we've got the potential in the market, we find who the suspects are, convert those into prospects, uh, and then finally, uh, customers. And whether the definition of a lead versus the prospect is some kind, sometimes disputed, but essentially the whole point is to get people to the point of taking action. And as we move through the funnel, the, the number of prospective purchasers decreases. Okay. Another way to look at it is you've got leads, you've got your calls, your follow-up, your conversion, and your sales. Either way, you're starting with a larger number and you're going to a smaller number. Um, I've also seen a great theory where the whole funnel was inverted and it, sh it should be the other way because we're actually working against gravity to take them up to the top. Another fine way of looking at it. Either way, lead sales, follow-up conversion sales uh, is, a, you know, is, a, is a process that we're going to be working with and internet leads are no different. Uh, how we find them is what's going to be different. So a, a quick point I need to make though, all leads start online. And sometimes when I say that, people want to argue with me a little bit because of their traditional marketing efforts. But look at it for a second in a little bit different way. I just want to encourage you to open up your mind for a second here and just give me the benefit of the doubt just for a minute. So first of all, 100% of new business comes from people who are in the market for what you sell. They're in market. Would you agree? I mean, if they're not in the market, they're not going to buy. So just by definition, if they bought from you anything, they were in the market for it. So all business comes from people that are in market. But something interesting about people that are in market, see, nearly 100% of your new business is online all the time anyway. Just human nature now in the state of the world we live in now. And if you think about it, that people search for you whether you like it or not. So if somebody's in market, they tend to be looking and searching. They're in the research phase. They're in that awareness phase. They may be thinking about your product or service and they're going to begin looking around for ways to solve the problem. And on top of that, we add the fact that people you know or don't know, they're going to search for you whether you like it or not. They're Googling your name. And a couple examples would be social media. People are on social media, and if you're not on it, they're looking at your profile and wondering why you never post every now and then. Or if they may not be thinking about you at all, but all of a sudden one day uh, you pop in their mind or perhaps... Uh, they get uh, an email from you or postcard and they wonder, hey, I want to learn a little bit more about them. Believe it or not, a lot of people will just look you up on Facebook or maybe LinkedIn before they even bother going to your website. 
So social media is a powerful thing, and people are searching there. Uh, we all know that people are going to review websites, whether it be Google and Facebook or an industry-specific one, whether it be Yelp or Zillow or, you know, it, what, depending on what industry you're in. They're going to go to review sites and they're going to check out your reviews. Even if they're about to do business with you and they're just about to sign with you, they're going to sit on their phone and look you up first. And that's just the reality of the world we live in today. They're going to go to your website, of course, and they're going to ask Siri to find directions to your office or uh, Google you because they forgot your phone number. I mean, there's all numbers of reasons. It might just be Facebook stalking you. People do all kinds of things online. And it's just a reality. You name it. It's where we live. It's how we live today. Most people go online when they're in the research phase of a purchase. So I'm going to take it a step further and say that pretty much all leads start online. Now, if you think about this for a second, with all this in mind, how much of your business really comes from online with this new definition? Well, you could say, Jesse, well, yeah, but they knew me before and this and that. Yeah, but what part did online play? Now, if that's true with people you know, now think about people you don't know. How the heck are they ever going to come across you if it's not online? The ne next concept we have to remind each other of is the, the concept of the pipeline. Are you putting enough prospects in the pipeline to reap the benefit 90 days from now? At the top of the pipeline, if it's up a hill, if we put a little bit of fuel at the top, of one drop at a time, uh, how long is it going to take to get to the other end? It's not instantaneous. You can't call a lead and expect to close them into a sale, become a, becoming a client, customer, or patient in the first hour, the first day. It might happen from time to time, but it's very rare. Most people are going to have to be put on the pipeline and sit and gestate or germinate for quite some time. So just another concept. I know you probably already are aware of this, but just to remind you. Now, you may not be aware of this one, but most businesses, I would say the vast majority, are living within the paradigm of the diving board theory of business. And the idea there is a fast start and effective, right? This idea of a pillar that you have. It's basically one way that you're generating business that you're used to, or everybody in your industry basically works with that one, one way. So where do your new clients come from? Well, if it's this diving board theory, your primary source of new business comes from one pillar, one basic thing that you use as a springboard to generate business. It could be referrals. Uh, and usually it's haphazard, sporadic, and there's no real like scientific process that you put into referral generation. It could be warm market prospecting. It could be purchasing leads. It could be paid ads, social media, cold calling, anything. But typically there's one primary thing that you're doing day in and day out, 80% of the time, and everything else takes a back seat. In fact, most business owners, and they can't help this, or sales professionals, they fall prey to this to the point where they don't know any other way. And if, as soon as the industry changes, or a rule changes, or a law changes, or their warm market dries up, or something happens, they're, uh, they're out of luck. They're up a creek without an oar because they have no way to recover. What I want to encourage you is to take on a new paradigm. And that is the Parthenon theory of business, which equals stability over time. Now, you look at this old decrepit building, but you got to think this thing has been there for thousands of years, and it's been through wars and storms and uh, lightning and thunder, and it's been hit, and people have trampled over it, and all on and on, and yet it still stands. It's still solid and strong because it didn't rely on one pillar. 
It has many pillars. And you got to think of these as multiple sources of business all contributing to the whole and creating a compounding effect for geometric growth. I use geometric growth specifically. It's a form of leverage. It's like compound interest. Instead of uh, math addition, uh, growth by addition, it's growth by multiplication. So each pillar could equal maybe one pillar's referrals, another warm market prospecting, another one's internet leads, another one could be social media, another one's direct mail, cold calling, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. If you put all these together, you can not just double your business, you can 10 times your business. So I want you from now on to think of this Parthenon theory of business, how you can have multiple streams of income, multiple lead sources, multiple marketing uh, 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 ideas, strategies that are all uh, compounding and working together simultaneously to build your business. Now, our objective with this is that internet leads should be one of the pillars in your Parthenon of client acquiring strategies. And if worked properly, can become a primary driver in your business, not the only one. And, and another analogy is fishing. The more lines in the water equals more chances of catching the fish. Rather than hunting, try fishing. Or better yet, farming or gardening. Gardening, gardening twice, apparently. <laughs> well, which is basically planting seeds and reaping a harvest. You might have heard these before. You might have not. Have. I just want to remind you these analogies are powerful because it changes the way you look at all of this. Now, the multiplying effect of lead generation pillars, here's what we can get from that. We get geometric growth or compounding growth. It has a leveraging effect. Each 10% improvement in various areas adds on to the others and creates multiples of growth, not linear growth. Each additional improvement or lead revenue generator is a catalyst to the other. I've heard many, many times where, oh, I saw your bus sign. You know, this was for some other clients. And then we looked up online and saw your great reviews. And then we still didn't do anything. And finally, an ad popped up one day and we decided to click it. Or the reverse. We see your ads all the time and then finally we saw you know your Facebook post and so all of these things feed together but one of the ones that most business owners and sales professionals is missing is cold internet leads because they can feed all the other systems it can actually be easier to 10x your business rather than struggle to two times it and just the fact that the energy that it takes to grow your business by 10 times, it's a mental shift and it's more exciting and motivating to think about 10 times. And it may not happen overnight, but it could happen over a series of years. So give yourself a little bit of a longer term perspective, yourself a little bit more time to do this. It's very real. Think of leads as a starting point to an ever increasing audience and initial point of contact with many people who know many people. Okay. Okay. I can hear you saying, wait, hey, wait a minute here. What about referrals? Aren't they the best? Why bother with anything else? Isn't that all we really want? All this other stuff sounds terrible. I just want referrals. Okay, yes, referrals are the best. They do close at higher percentages and they're easier to work with and they tend to be at higher dollar values, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But where do you get referrals from, right? Mostly from existing clients. So happy clients refer and that's great, but how do you get happy clients? Well, from your Parthenon of marketing activities and lead generation sources. So what's the best way to ensure that you have a steady stream of leads in order to create that situation where you get all the referrals? Well, internet leads can become steady, consistent, and reliable, probably more than anything else because we can predict it. Advertising is quite predictable. You put in a dollar, get a dollar ten out. You get a new client from the internet and you make them happy. Then you get referrals from that happy client and you two times, three times, four times your return on your capital, time, and effort. That's why the internet leads are powerful when it comes to referrals. Now, let's talk about how we get these leads, how we get them, where they come from, who they are. Um, first basic system is we start with, a tar with targeting. 
Okay, and I'm not going to get into all of the technical details and jargon. This is just a high-level overview, and hopefully it will be all that you need for now. We start with the list. The most important thing is the list. Who are we targeting? Who are we talking to? You've heard a lot about demographics in the past. This is not about demographics. We take it a step further and go to behavior. It's behavioral. Because really, who do, who do I, what do I care if the person's 25 to 40 and you know male and lives in this neighborhood? Well, that's fine. Makes a certain income. That's all good and dandy. But what I really want to know is which one of those are in the behavior, showing the behaviors of actually wanting to buy a, or sell something or buy my product or service if they're looking for what I buy or what I sell, right? That would be 10 times more powerful than demographics, right? Demographics are fine, but they're only one little tiny point, data point, one starting point. The second thing we do is we take this list of needles in a haystack and we apply the media, the medium, or the platform, which is basically how do we get in front of them? How do we get our message to them? It's the media. Okay, well, an example would be Facebook or Google, could be TV, could be newspaper, could be anything, right? In our case, it's typically digital. All right, now third, the ad copy itself and the photo or the video or what is going to get their attention. What do we put in front of them that speaks the right message to the right market with the right media at the right time? Now, the fourth step is the funnel itself, which is a little bit more of the, you know, like the software and the, the technical steps to get the person's information from one place to another. But it also has to do with that, that early level sales process that happens online before they're talking to you. So we have to make sure that that works and isn't broken and it's streamlined and as simple and effective as possible. And then the next step is the follow-up system, which includes the customer relationship management software and your own sales system. Okay. And then finally, uh, we talk about the details here with the multiple steps of lead generation process. So just to clear this up, all right, basically there's three main areas here that, that we work in. First, we start with good data plus AI, artificial intelligence. Now, we call that in-market targeting. Uh, I have a license. The other option is we could do list brokering or using the data license to buy data. Essentially, we're looking at lots of data. We're looking for behaviors. We can analyze it. We start with that behavioral data. We can find people that are actually in market for what you sell. And we use AI or machine learning to begin processing all that data. And we, can't, we create a behavioral profile. So if somebody buys... Uh, something from you or a competitor, we can find out that that person bought and we can go back in time and look at all the activities that they did online, keyword uh, search behavior, um, websites, they've, URL uh, uh, sites they visited, social media content consumption, et cetera, et cetera. And we can say, hey, this person who bought the thing from you uh, showed these different behaviors. And now we're seeing other people that show similar behaviors and we can show our ads in front of them and go, oh, okay, uh, they're more likely to buy. And if they do, then we know, oh, those behaviors were, 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 were buying behaviors. And if they don't, we know they're not. And we do that many, many times over. And I'm talking 225 to 250 million Americans are in our process. And we're analyzing over 5 billion pieces of data a, a day, okay, through in-market targeting, okay, which I have a license for. Now, so basically, these are people who have behaviorally shown they're in the market for what you sell. Then we take that list, again, it's the needles in the haystack, and we put it on a platform. Now, there's a whole level of art and science to that step as well, which we take care of. So it could be Facebook or Google. And basically, the ad itself is geo-targeted or, or you know, if you're specific to your area that you're looking for and focused on specific groups or communities where we've seen the best cost per click and response rates to further improve upon the list. So we're taking really good data and we're putting it in front of the 
biggest audience where the biggest eyeballs are. And we're using AI on our side. And by the way, those platforms like Google and Facebook use artificial intelligence to reach more people that are similar to those people. And so we're having a compounding effect. We're taking a better source and using the power of social media or online platforms to uh, take that to a whole nother level. It's targeting on steroids. It's retargeting uh, or remarketing on steroids times 10. Okay. Then when we, we now have the lead, which is typically a form fill, uh, you know, they, they, it's direct response marketing. It's, it's benefit rich. It's, Hey, do the, you know, are you interested in this information? Uh, would you like some free info? Go over here, fill out this form and you'll get it. And then we take them through a process of follow-up uh, using software, CRM. Usually I use Contact Smarter, Follow-Up Boss, something like that, whatever, depends on the situation. And we begin uh, following up with them with, in, with good practices. And the sale process starts with automation, leads into your human touch process and follow-up. So that's it. There's three main components. Now let's talk about how to think about and work with cold internet leads. All right. The, if we base our strategy on the Parthenon theory of business, then this is a primary pillar that can lead to and or reinforce all the other pillars. Now, if our goal is a referral, which it really should be, and not just an initial transaction, we can be better primed to give the level of care necessary to attract a stranger, which is what they are, and keep their interest, as long as our heart's in the right place of service, that we are gonna attract them. A little woo-woo, I'm not kind of a woo-woo guy, but you do that law of attraction, it, it's just a real thing. Now, these are a stack of needles and not the haystack, but there are some that are ready now. Some won't be ready for later, and some might not ever be ready. We don't know. So we have to, we, we got to sift and sort. And we're sifters and sorters, knowing that anyone at any time could become a client. These are people that know people. That's what you got to get into your head. We need them in the pipeline and fill that pipeline as big as we can. Now, a couple other things about this. The number one rule is to have the courage to pick up the phone and call these people. You are not invading or stealing their time. They requested information because they may be curious. And if you believe in your service and that you're able to help them and that you're the best at what you do, then be relentless in following up with these leads until you have given them what they asked for, answered any questions they have about it, and getting a yes or no and or a timeline whether they're interested in working with you. You owe it to them. It's a moral obligation. You're actually doing them a moral disservice if you allow them to go with less than what they should have had based on what they want. If you're doing true consultative selling and you're helping them improve their life and get what they need got to get that into your head. Now use the CRM to help leverage your time and have a follow-up system in place. And, and what would you do if your goal wasn't to make a sale, but to get a referral from them? It would change your long-term approach. And I, I, wanna, I think one of the biggest things is to think about, get rid of the short-term thinking and start thinking long-term. You know, short-term is kind of like trying not to lose. And we want to focus on trying to win. And that's a long-term gain. It's an investment in the future, not a short-term quick fix. Here's the bottom line on this. The fortune is in the follow-up. It always is. Okay, now, quick note. This is a really cool study. It's called the Velocify Enrollment Optimization Study. And I know it's about student getting students to enroll in courses. It's, it may it probably doesn't unless you're a college, apply to your business. But I think what they found out is applicable across just about every vertical. It is pretty pretty standard. And even if it's slightly different in our particular business here, um, I bet the principles hold true and you can make some mi minor adjustments when you test this out for yourself. So first of all, the impact of speed to call on admissions. This was huge. So on the left, we have improvement in inquiry conversion rate up to 400%. And over and on the bottom, we have time elapsed. So in other words, anybody that was in with within one minute 
of calling right when they filled out a form had a 300, nearly 400, it's 391% uh, increase in the probability uh, in the conversion rate, and it dropped down. Uh, if they, two minutes later, it was down to 160%, three minutes, 98, all the way down. It, if they did it a day later, 24 hours, only 17%. And it's, if you think about it, it makes sense. The person's filling out a form. They're online searching right now. They're thinking about it. And you're right there when they're thinking about it in a friendly way, in, in a very cool, not salesy, pushy way. But you're there. You're ready. You're available. You're ready to, to build a relationship, start a conversation, and answer questions right? Now, here's the other one that the other part of their study is the optimal number of calls. So on the left, we have cumulative percentage of enrolled inquiries. So in other words, sales, right? And then on the bottom, we have number of call attempts to make that initial contact. So here's where, here's the deal. 93% of converted inquiries are contacted by the sixth call attempt. This means that on the first call, they got about 48%, you know, about half, but then quickly by the second, they were able to get 70% it, and it just climbs. And then it kind of tapers off at the top right? Like there's a law of diminishing returns. But what this, what's the bottom line? You need to call people six or seven times. You know, you get to that six call and you're, you're, you're very highly likely to get a hold of them. And if you don't at that point, you're probably not gonna. There's some people that you'll just never get in touch with, but at least make that six. Cause if you see, if you stop at one or two, you are losing a lot of business. All right. Now the optimal call strategy for them, and this is a great example on day one, within zero to one minutes, they make that first call. And, uh, and then they try uh, a few more times that day. And then they wait a while and, and wait till day five and day 14 and 15. This was their strategy. You might want to adjust this. I don't know if this was going to work for you. I'm not saying this is the gospel truth. I'm just showing you where their results were maybe different for you. I don't really know exactly how you've done it in your business. But I guess my point is it's worth studying and trying and testing, right? I bet if you're willing to try this, I bet you one dollar. I could get out a fresh dollar from my wallet that if you actually try this, you'll probably get better results than if you didn't, right? And then the optimal email strategy, day one within 20 minutes, send in an email and they can get, they get each one of these, they got higher enrollment. By the way, combining the email with the call is what did it. And nowadays I would add text message to this too. Day one, they sent out an email with the call, they got 49% higher enrollment. Day four, day eight, day 15, day 22, and it was just increasing every time they, they added that. And what does that tell you? Well, the ultimate contact strategy is combine them all. I would add text, not just email. But we got, you know, this immediate follow-up with phone calls, you know, within that first, several phone calls on that first day. And then after that, following sporadically with emails and phone, email and phone. This was what they found is what was, was ideal. And they were able to increase their conversion rate significantly. So the fortune's in the follow-up. Now, what I would add to this, though, is after day 22, I wouldn't stop. I put them on a monthly drip uh, campaign of a newsletter. I would... Uh, make sure you add them uh, uh, to lists that you have in social media or any of your retargeting. Keep them on a list somewhere so that you can do other marketing to these people over the long haul. Uh, and you'll be surprised. Somebody can come around and go, man, I, we, we just kind of brushed you off, but you never went away. You're everywhere. And finally, we just had to call you. I have a lot of examples in my business where people came by six months later, a year later. And you guys know that too. So, All right, so here's your homework. First of all, internet leads can be of tremendous benefit and the perfect addition to your overall marketing and lead generation strategy, creating more diversity, consistency, and reliability in your business growth efforts because you're always filling the pipeline. So number one, I would say, 
some things that you can do to prepare yourself for cold internet lead work is to set a goal to consistently make calls and to get better on the phone and via text messaging. Nowadays, a lot of people won't even talk to you on the phone, but they will text back and forth. Number two, read and plan a strategy ar around the Velocify Enrollment Optimization Study. You can just Google that and you'll probably find it. If not, get a hold of me. I, I can send you one. Pretty easy to Google. Number three, brush up on your home study consultative sales courses like the old Brian Tracy, Zig Ziglar, any of Nightdale Conan stuff, any of that. Re uh, review that. Number three, get mentally prepared to sift and sort and actively look for value in all the leads, even if it is a, it's an indirect or future value. There's always a value. There's somebody that you might not be able to help, but somebody else can. You can refer. Maybe they go cold, but you keep them on your list and you continue following and later it becomes something else. Or they can't, you can't do business with them, but they refer you to somebody else. There's always some value to every lead and I encourage you to keep looking at that so that's it I hope this helped you today I enjoyed making this video for you if you have questions reach out to me Jesse Stoddard uh, my website is stoddardagency.com s-t-o-d-d-a-r-d agency.com I'd be happy to help you out and I look forward to helping provide leads and helping you grow your business all right guys take care Thanks for listening to the Get Leads First podcast. To find more ways to generate leads for your business, visit GetLeadsFirst.com.